Welcome to the Save the Good Girl podcast. I am your host, Erica. If you're familiar with me, you already know my style. If not, welcome. You are in for a really good episode because we are talking about saving the good, right? It's for the whole overall theme. That's what I do the podcast for. And I would not be doing you a a good service if I did not talk about a foundation that is important, which is money. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how to be debt-free in the physical form, but in true fashion because of how I am and my interesting take on different things and topics, we are going to talk about how to be debt-free overall. Is it just about money? Is that all I'm going to talk about in this whole episode? Eh, Let's see. (laughs) Stay tuned. Save the Good Girl is a podcast that really focuses on saving the good that we have within us. And I really wanted to spend some time talking about money because money can really contribute to our livelihood with physical things and also with our emotions as well. And having a large amount of debt or not having the best relationship with money can really stifle how we feel and then stifle how we act. Like it's a whole domino effect. And money plays a big factor because we need money to survive. We need money for food, shelter. We need money to live. We need money to do things. And let's just be clear that money does not buy happiness. We know that. But money does allow you to have a particular lifestyle. It allows you to do certain things. And if you are able to manage your money a bit better, then you can do a bit more. But we have to be smart about it. And I think a lot of times people just don't know certain things. They don't know the the information. There's a lot of information that's out there. So honestly, you can do tons of research, but I thought that it was very important for me to do this episode where I really talk about certain tips that I've used and that I that worked for me. And I can share this with someone else uh, because it's really important to understand your relationship with money and how you can make it better and not live in a place where it's like, I'm never going to get out of this. But there's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. So we're going to talk about how to be like the process of being debt free or even understanding your debt. And you need to breathe, (laughs) breathe, be kind, get ready for what you're about to see and just be proud of yourself that you're even tackling this in the first place. Like you're taking the first steps to make a change. And this is a really, really huge thing because this can affect your future. It can affect, you know, everything that you do on a day-to-day basis. So understanding money and understanding that there are resources out there that you can utilize and just, you know, knowing that you're not by yourself in this, like a lot of people are in debt. It's just a matter of how to deal with that. So you need to know where you are. So, you know, with your paycheck, whether you own your own business or you work for a corporation or a company, you need to look at your paycheck minus your taxes. So exactly what are you bringing home? So for example, if you are bringing home, let's say after taxes, for example, you're bringing home for the month, $5,000, for example, then you need to then allocate, okay, what's going towards the rent, the water, the light, or your cell phone, or et cetera. You need to then know from that $5,000, what is going to be extracted on your needs to survive, right? Then you have to also understand your monthly expenses with not just your bills, but also your personal expenses, your subscriptions like Netflix and all of that. Uh, When you buy lunch or coffee, your grooming, getting your hair done, your nails done, your toes done, going to the spa. You need to include all of that in your expenses because this is money that is being extracted. Once you figure out what is being extracted, you can then figure out exactly what you can save 
Okay. So let's say for example, again, just for example, you're bringing home $5,000 a month. You know that your expenses total up to about $2,000 a month. Okay. Now you have an additional $3,000. So what are you doing with that 3,000? Are you going to save 2000 and 1000 into something else? Like, so you really need to know exactly where you stand. And then what also helped me was, um, putting notes in my calendar where, when the money would be extracted. So I would look at my, uh, you know, take a look at your pay schedule, whether you get paid weekly or biweekly, and you know, okay, with this check, I'm going to pay all of my bills for this particular check. You can also set up auto pay and the dates that works for you. So if it's better that you pay all your bills in the beginning of the month, pay at the beginning of the month. And then towards the end of the month, you save, you can save, find your, your flow and, and what works for you in that way. Then you have to, um, you have to create a plan of what can be substituted. Uh, I believe in limiting your spending and compromising, but not eliminating 100%. So for example, we know <laughs> how much money you can spend when you buy lunch every day. Like you can, if you look at your expenses and you see how much money you spend on food and coffee and, uh, you know, teas on a daily basis, it could total up to like $500, $600. Like I used to work in a city and I would go to Starbucks twice a day. I would get my coffee in the morning and my green tea lemonade in the afternoon. And uh, so occasionally I would buy lunch or I would get snacks or whatever the case is throughout the day. So I decided to do my expenses and see, okay, so how much am I really spending on lunch? And it was $523 on Starbucks and like lunch. So it's like, clearly you need to eat, but this is where planning comes in, maybe planning your meals or finding a substitute. So Starbucks actually, uh, I think this is new. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this before, like last year. I think this year they started selling um, iced coffee in the refrigerator aisle. So I saw that and I was like, oh, so that iced coffee, I think it's 64 ounces. It's $5. I get my favorite creamer and I make my own iced coffee now. I don't need to buy Starbucks every single day. So I'm still getting Starbucks. I'm, I love the taste of it, but I'm just doing it at a lesser cost. And with the 64 ounces, I'm able to make like eight cups of coffee. And Starbucks is about $5, I would say, per cup. So, you know, that's a lot of savings that I would spend, like save within a week. So creating a plan of what can be substituted. If you get your nails done, can you do your nails yourself? Do you want to? Like you got to figure out what you need and what can actually be substituted. And then with that plan, you have to budget in terms of, okay, so now that I'm not spending that much money on coffee and I'm not spending that much money on food, now you can then have extra money to spend maybe on the weekends when you're out with your spouse or your friends or your family. Because when you're spending money every day on food and coffee and lunch, then on the weekends you're out. That's a lot of money that you're spending on dinner, on drinks, on tip, on all of these things. So the fact that you're able to extract money, save money for lunch, create your lunches, do the meal prep. And here's the thing. When you're trying to save money, you're going to have to do some work. Okay. So you will have to meal prep. I know it's annoying, but trust me, it is worth doing that. It is worth taking a few hours on a Sunday or a Saturday or a Monday, whatever day you choose to prep your meals for the day or make a sandwich versus buying it out in the street. Um, and then you can have the extra money to spend 
on the weekend. So you want to know where you are. You need you need to also understand what you're bringing in and what is being extracted. Then from there, you need to write down all of the debt, right? All of your debt plus your interest rates, plus your student loans. You need to really see where you stand because I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference when you write it out all on paper, even if you know everything by heart. And then with that, we're going to talk about credit cards. Ooh, <laughs> credit cards. With credit cards, you need to make sure that you check your credit report every single year. I believe the government provides a free one called uh, from annualcreditreport.com. You need to make sure that your credit report is accurate. You need to make sure um, there's no delinquent uh, file filing on there. Anything that looks awkward, you have to make sure that you notice that. And if anything, you can report it and fight to take it off because having your credit report clean and clear will also dictate when you, when you are looking for a loan, for a car, for a house, for any kind of credit card, that will then uh, formulate your interest rate. So if you have really a, a really great credit report and a really great credit score, you will have a lower interest rate, aka less money you have to, to spend to pay back. So you want to ensure that you are very clear of where you are with your credit report. That's the first thing once a year. I usually do my credit report uh, every February. So if you forget, make a reminder. Um, just like you get your physical every year, you go to the doctor you know, every year, you check on everything every year, make sure you check on your credit report because sometimes with identity theft and all of that, you just wanna make sure that everything is on that is on there, it is accurate. Another thing is you wanna make sure you pay your bills on time because that, that also can affect your credit which will then give you a higher interest rate and will also go on your account as being delinquent or being late. That's letting credit lenders know that this person is not responsible because I gave them money and they never pay back on time. So because of that, high interest rates or declined, right? Denied. So you wanna make sure that you pay your bills on time. Set up auto pay if you need to, set up reminders. I mean, there's not really an excuse as to why we forget anything with the amount of resources we have, the amount of apps that we have, the things that are presently on our phones. Like there's just so much planners. Like you you have to, the thing about with debt, if you wanna have a good grasp, you have to be organized. You have to, because one slip up, a couple of missed payments, that can really affect you in the long run. So make sure that you understand where you are with paying your bills on time. Once you're in good standing with credit cards, with your credit card, you want to call your credit card. So here's a really, really good tip that a lot of people don't know about because the credit card companies will never tell you. So let me tell you, because I'm telling you this because it worked because I did it. Okay. Like I've done it many times. So I read a book from Susie Orman called Young, Broken, Fabulous. I think when I was like 23. And one of the tips that she said was to call the credit card companies and ask about any promotional um, interest rates. And I'm like, well, they only give promotional interest rates when they want you to get a credit card. And they usually give you, um, I think they give you like a year or two years, whatever, for interest rates. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this. Let me try this tip. So I called my credit card company and I asked them, I said, are there currently any promotional interest rates? Am I eligible for a, 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 any promotional interest rates? And at the time they had, here's the thing. Let me give you a disclaimer. I've had this credit card for years, by the way. I'm, this, I'm not a new member. So when I called, they had a promotional interest rates for one year at 0%. 
And I would not have known this if I did not call. You have to follow up with your credit card companies, I would say every quarter, to see if they have any promotional interest rates. Because even though you have been grandfathered in, there are benefits that they will never tell you because the point is for them to make money. So if they keep you at a higher interest rate, they get more money. But when you ask for it, and depending on where you are in terms of your standing, you may be eligible to have a year of 0%, even though you've been with the company for a long time. Then, <laughs> so this is a good tip, okay? Then what you also want to do, if they say, oh no, we don't have any promotional interest rates. If you are in good standing, you then want to say, okay, no problem. Am I eligible for a lower interest rate? I've done this as well. And many times I have been, my interest rates have been, I think I was able to lower my interest rate about 15%, which is really high um, in the last couple of years, just by asking. So my recommendation is you should call and talk to your credit card companies and just ask if they say no, that's fine. When they check, they are not doing a hard pull. Um, if they do, they will advise you that they will. But I know for the most part, when it comes to the interest rates, they're not doing a hard pull, but you want to make sure that you ask uh, if they do that. And a hard pull basically means that th they are checking your whole credit report and uh, then by then providing like an inquiry on your report. So you want to make sure that you ask them, are you doing a hard pull? If they say no, then you're good. Once you analyze your debt, another good thing that you can do with credit cards is you can do a balance transfer if necessary. So if you have a credit card bill that's like, let's say $10,000 and your interest rate is at 15%, every month you got to pay back the $10,000 plus the 15%. However, something you can do is apply for a credit card that has 0% APR for a very long term. So um, don't, don't worry about points and all of that stuff. Don't worry about that. You want to focus on the longevity. So what I did was I actually um, did a balance transfer from one card to another because they had an interest rate, 0% uh, interest rate, I believe for a year and a half. So I did that. So I, I signed up for the card 0% because I was paying like, I would say maybe like $200 a month just on interest. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I need to save money. Like I want to pay off my debt. And when you have high interest rates like that, um, you are paying a lot. It takes you a lot longer to pay it off. So what I did was I did a balance transfer, transferred all of the money. You do have to pay a small fee when you do a balance transfer, depending on the promotion, they may have a 0% um, balance transfer too, just to let you know. So I did the balance transfer. And then, um, so now I transferred the 10,000, let's say for example, it was like $10,000, right? So let's say I transferred $10,000 to now 0%. So now I can pay it off every month without adding the additional $200 that I was paying, which now saves me more money. So when you do something like that though, you need to be very diligent and strict of a plan to pay off that amount by the time the promotion is over. Because once it's over, now you have to be at a new interest rate. So you need to make sure that you are definitely on point and are on target with that so that you can uh, enjoy the benefit of not paying any interest rate when you do a balance transfer. So let's just say, for example, your debt is under control a little bit. Let's just say your debt is under control and you were able to pay off one credit card. Like I'm talking only about credit cards right now. So let's say you were able to pay off one credit card bill. 
When you're done paying off a card, a lot of mistakes people do is they say, oh, I'm not touching this card anymore. I'm putting it away. I ripped it up or I closed my account. A good tip, do not close your account. Do not put the card away. Here is a very, very good tip. Here's what you should do. The card that you have paid off, what you want to do is add a bill to that card. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have your cell phone bill and your cell phone bill is $70 per month. You're going to set up auto pay from the cell phone bill on the card that you have paid off. Set up auto pay. Then you're going to go to your bank card, whether it's Chase, Bank of America, whoever, and you are going to set up auto pay to pay off your credit card so that you're never late. You still want to use your card because that really helps in aiding um, getting your points up. And it also shows that you still have the revolving credit, like you're still using it, but your usage is low. So you still want to use the card and you can still put the card away, but set up an auto pay on a bill on there and then have your, your bank card pay it so you never have to see it again and you're not tempted to use it, but it is still being used. So make sure that you put something on that card, whether you use the card for like gas, whether you use the card for a bill, you don't have to use it in its, in its entirety, but you want to make sure that you are able to use that card, okay? Once you do that, um, that will then help you in terms of getting your points up. And then if you are, if you did want to apply for a loan or et cetera, that will help you with that as well. You want to make sure that you have an overall payment plan for yourself that is realistic. Okay. Make sure that is realistic. You want to make sure that if you do do the balance transfer or you are analyzing your debt, that you have a very clear vision of what realistically you can do. Do not set yourself up for failure and say, oh, I'm going to pay this amount. And then, you know, it causes you now to be very stressed out because you're not where you want to be. So be very realistic when it comes to your debt payments. Okay. And then you want to focus on also with student loans, right? Student loans, we know. Uh, 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 yep, I had to pause. Okay. So with student loans, <laughs> with student loans, um, student loans is very interesting because student loans, they do not affect your credit unless you are delinquent. You can still purchase a home with high student loans. You can still do a lot of things uh, with student loans. The only problem with student loans, you cannot be late. You cannot not pay. So you also want to, in the event that you um, were laid off, in the event that you lost your job, in the event that you quit or any kind of financial bind, one of the first things you want to do is call your student loan company for forbearance or... Um, like they have different different types of forbearance and, and plans. If you're unemployed, if you're this, if you're that, you want to make sure that you're up to date because I think a lot of times people just feel like I have to pay, I have to pay. You know, take advantage if you need the time, just being honest. If you want to continue paying for it, that's great. But remember with student loans, you have to make sure you pay it on time or if you cannot pay it on time, you have to communicate with them. Not saying anything at all is not going to help you overall with your debt. It's not going to help at all. All. So you want to make sure that you have a communication with your student loan or any loan company, cars, et cetera. You will be surprised. Again, there's certain benefits that the loan companies, credit, they're not going to tell you. You have to do the work and you have to call them. A lot of people do not call. They just pay, 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 complain, 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 complain. And again, you would be very, very surprised of what you're able to do when you actually call. So to really get a grasp on it, again, 
know where you are with your debt, write everything down, um, budget yourself properly, uh, compromise, do not eliminate. So if you like your coffee, still get your coffee, but compromise it. Meal prep if you need to. Understand your full expenses. Understand exactly what you're bringing home. Understand what is being extracted from your account. See where you are in your journey. Then you can focus on whether you want to start off paying your, your credit cards from low to high or from high to low. That is up to you. I I like to pay my, I started paying off my credit card debt from low to high um, because I just wanted to get those all of that out the way so you can do it however you'd like. There's tons of resources on YouTube. There's tons of articles to really take control, be intentional with your debt. Like you need to know where you are. You need to know where you stand so you know exactly where you want to be and where you want to go. If you are someone that's looking to purchase a home, um, you know, you can have, a great credit score, but if you don't have enough history, that's also a problem. So you want to make sure that you're building properly. You want to make sure that you do have the history. You want to make sure that you're very aware of the interest rates and the promotions that they do have. You want to make sure that you're also aware of any point systems. Like a, a lot of credit cards offer really great point systems. So you want to make sure you are aware of everything when it comes to your debt. And then after you start to tackle all of this and you, you do your you do your monthly planning, you know your expenses, um, you know what you're going to compromise with, you know what's happening with your credit cards, you know what's happening with your student loans, you, you know where you are. Within each step, you need to celebrate every single progress and be patient. Just applaud yourself for even being on the right path and taking control of finances because money is a very big, 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 big aspect of our lives. And we need to have a control and understand it. And then from there, you can then talk about investing. You can talk about all the other things you want to do with your money. But it's very hard to do a lot if you're if you're limited in your thinking, not in money physically, but if you're limited in your thinking. So I really think that just understanding your debt, of course, if you need a financial advisor, if you need assistance on YouTube, do your thing, do your research. I just want to kind of start the conversation with you and you can finish it, you know? And, you know, we talked about, you know, focusing on debt. Um, it really does compromise your whole lifestyle, right? Because everything that we do is dependent on money. So we talked about the physical clearing of debt and, you know, how to start our process to being debt-free so we can live our full life. But is it just about money? Is it just about money? I want to talk about how to really be debt-free. It wouldn't be a Save the Good Girl podcast if I didn't give you the alternatives of my thinking. <laughs> so we talked about the physical form of debt, controlling your money, understanding your, your, your debt and all of that. Let's talk about how to be debt-free fully because you could, you, you could be debt-free physically with your debts and let's say you're at zero and you're like, oh my God, I'm debt-free. But because of that, now, what do you owe yourself? Hmm. Let's talk about it. We will get back to this fabulous episode, but I just wanted to let you know that you can find Save the Good Girl on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. There is also a chance for you to be featured on the show. Check out the link in the description to send me a voice message. In addition to the podcast, did you know that Save the Good Girl has a blog? Be a part of VIP by subscribing to the email list on savethegoodgirl.com. So many options to stay connected. All right, let's get back to the episode. 
So it's really important to clear up the physical debt. It's really important to understand your relationship with money. It's really important to understand your spending habits and why do you have these habits. It's really important to analyze where we are with our money and how we can actually eliminate the debt. But we talked about the physical debt, but what about the emotional debt that we carry? So we were able to clear up everything. Let's say, for example, you are debt-free. Yay! But then what do you owe yourself because of the sacrifices that you had to make to be debt-free? So now what do you owe yourself? And with that being said, you're not completely debt-free because physically you are, but emotionally you are still towering over. And you want to make sure that you understand that with being debt with with dealing with debt that may sometimes allow you to miss out on certain experiences and you have to compromise or eliminate the things that you love in order to be debt free my take is i don't believe in eliminating 100% i think it depends i believe in compromising so as i've stated earlier like i love coffee once i discovered that starbucks did the whole uh iced coffee that was in the refrigerator aisle. I was so ecstatic and I just got my hazelnut creamer and I was good to go. So I still had coffee. I just didn't buy it, you know, like every day with Starbucks. And I just don't believe in the whole idea of um, not doing anything. Like you still need to live. You still need to live. And you can pay off the credit card companies. You can pay off the loans. You can do all of that. But again, what do you owe yourself? So let's talk about how to be debt-free spiritually and emotionally, um, because that's what's going to have our overall overall wellness all together. So first we need to, so I have a different take. I'm going to, I'm going to use the jargon of the financial jargon, but it's going to be a little different. We need to pay, but we need to pay attention, lay it all out, pay attention to how you feel about it. You, you need to accept that when on the road to doing anything new, it is not going to be easy, but you have to focus on the end result. So don't just be like, oh, you know, I got to pay off this debt. Ugh. Like the way you introduce it into your life is exactly how it's going to stain you. So you want to be able to be like, you know what? I'm trying to save money to pay off this debt. It's all good because towards the end, I want to purchase my dream home. I want to purchase my dream vehicle. I just don't want to be in debt. How about that? You know, so you want to change the way you look at it because if you look at it in a negative way is going to have a negative feeling. So how do you feel with it? Because how you feel about it is how you deal with it and also how you heal with it as well. You want to increase your interest rate. Um, so in this, for the emotional form, of course, with the physical form, you want to decrease your interest rate because you don't want to owe anything and pay more. But in the emotional form, you, you want to increase your interest rate. Do more of what you love. Spend time with your interests. Do not eliminate things that make you happy. Even at moments where I was unemployed or laid off or all of these things, I love candles. And one thing I never, ever stopped doing, no matter what financial situation I was in, was stopped purchasing candles ever. Uh, TJ Maxx <laughs> and going to uh, the, the candle section and smelling candles was something that seriously, like it brings me joy. It really does. Like I will go to TJ Maxx for like 
45 minutes just to smell candles and find like my favorite two or three. And I love candles and that's not something that I was willing to compromise. So you need to know what, like, what is your non-negotiable? Me purchasing candles, non-negotiable. Me purchasing my uh, like notebooks because I like to journal, I like to write things down, non-negotiable. Me getting my toes done, non-negotiable. Yeah, because uh, my feet... <laughs> Thank God y'all listening to the podcast because seriously, like if you saw my feet right now, it is time. But as we are speaking, I am literally lighting a candle right now. Every time I record, I'm lighting a candle. So that was something that I was not willing to compromise like at all. Then we had to budget, budget our gratitude, provide this every single day. Every day you need to be grateful for something, budget that gratitude, even on the hard days. And the thing is, when you have your hardest days is when you have to be grateful even more because you have to force yourself to see the positive. So even if you're like, oh my gosh, my debt is this way and I feel like this and I feel like that, this is where you have to force yourself to find the positive for the day. You have to. So you need to budget your, your, your life and budget your gratitude. Then you have to auto pay life events, auto pay yourself. Set reminders to remind you to be present. Return the phone calls from your friends and family. Be able to have the whole sanctity of being organized with yourself and with your friends and family. Because sometimes when we're so focused on moving quick, 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 we got so much to do, our relationships with people tends to be compromised. And it's like, oh, I slipped my mind. Oh my God, I forgot to call you back. Oh my God, I missed this or I missed that. So auto pay your life events. If it's important to you, make time for it. Respond to the messages, respond to the phone calls, respond to the voice notes. Make sure that you are there and you are present. Invest in what brings you joy. What makes you happy? Do not eliminate that. I don't care where you are financially. I don't care because if you eliminate everything that makes you happy, that's not going to cause any promotion of growth within yourself. So yes, you're able to pay off everything, but now you're stressed and depressed and angry because there's certain things that you really like and you're not able to do. So make sure that you invest in what makes you happy and what brings you joy. Decrease payments of stress, comparison, anger, and sadness. Okay. And increase your payments of patience, persistence, and prayer. Ooh, right. That was good. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I told you for me, that was good. Let me say it again. Decrease payments of stress, comparison, anger, and sadness. Increase payments of patience, persistence, and prayer. Pay attention to what you are saying, what you're doing, and what you are feeling. You have to be patient. You have to increase that because, again, when you first start doing your whole analysis of your money, it may seem like a lot, but you have to be patient with yourself and prayer helps as well. God can guide you. He'll be there for you. So make sure that you also have that persistence. You want to have creative ways to stay in your budget, but do what makes you happy. Compensate, but do not eliminate. Compensate, but do not eliminate, compromise yourself. Make sure that, um, for example, if you are on a budget, but going to get Cold Stone once a month, this is something that you do with your 
spouse or friend or family member, this is what you guys do. Continue to do that. Don't cut it out because you have to still spend money. Even though you're in debt, you got to still spend money and you want to make sure you still carve out time for things that makes you happy and spend more, spend more time, spend more love, have more awareness, you know, have an abundance of all the good things because you don't want to owe yourself that either. Time is something we can never get back. So you want to make sure that you are spending more time with you, more time with your family, more time with things and people that you love. Manage your debt. Manage areas in your life. What do you owe yourself? Do you owe yourself love? Do you owe yourself forgiveness? Do you owe yourself patience? Do you owe yourself another chance? Give yourself a thousand second chances. We are so hard on ourselves. We feel like we make one big mistake and it's a wrap and it is not. Okay. So give yourself a thousand second chances. Give yourself time to learn from your mistakes. Do do not overwhelm yourself at all. And also, we need to travel. Yes. Yes. Yes, you need to travel. Even when you're in debt, okay? They can take your money. They can take everything from you. They can never take your memories. They can never take your memories. So whether it's a local or international, find a way to explore. And when I mean travel, yes, you can go on a plane and go to a beach because I love to travel. So for me, I love to be on the beach because this is where I'm connected to God. This is where I can relax and debrief. I live in New York. So we, I mean, we got beaches, but it's a little dingy. <laughs> you know, it's it's not like the beach in the Bahamas, you know? So um travel, whether it is going from one state to the next. I live in New York. New Jersey's right there. You could go to New Jersey, find a beautiful hotel there and, and go there. You could go to Connecticut. You could be in the United States. You can do internationally. Create experiences, create memories. I don't care where you are financially. Even if it was, I'm just saying because, because I live in New York, Philly is not too far from us. Philly is in Philadelphia. So you can take a bus ride to Philly for like $23. Even if you did a day trip, somewhere in your area, in your town, in your country, take a day trip, explore. Um, you know, if there's a new restaurant, a new bar, a new rooftop, go, go. And when I mean travel, I don't mean just getting on a plane. I mean, literally explore, explore, create memories, create laughter, because again, they can take whatever from you. They're never going to take that away from you. So make sure you're creating more memories. And then also something that's really, really important to be debt-free is to congratulate others on their financial success. Keep your energy high. Be grateful that you have the opportunity to even see that. That means that that can the same thing can happen for you. Sometimes with people with financial, um, when they're trying to get themselves in a better place, they don't go to dinners, they don't go to baby showers, they don't go to weddings, they don't go to, uh, they, they're not there. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think that you can uh, always figure out exactly what you want to spend on gifts and you, you you can pick and choose like maybe you can't go to every dinner but go to one you know maybe you're not going to eat um a full course meal but have an appetizer like make it work and i think that it's important to congratulate people and to be present for the baby showers the housewarmings i got a new car i got a new house i got a new this i got a new that utilize that as inspiration don't compare yourself and say 
oh my God, they got this house and I'm so broke. Don't do that. Use that as inspiration. Like, wow, how did you get that house? What did you do? Be inquisitive because people like, you know, depending on the people that you have in your life, they will definitely share certain tips that they've done and what they did to get there. And you want to make sure that you're available and you're present to listen to what they're saying. Because being debt-free in life and not owing yourself anything, you have to get rid of any jealousy, any envy. That's not going to help you. Because here's the thing about things and life and money and everything. You can get money. You can always get money. Money comes and money goes. But the real thing is, can you sustain money? And sustaining money also goes with energy and karma. So there is a deeper way of being debt-free. And you want to make sure that you are clear that just because others are celebrating and they're going through this great success, be in that emotion with them. Be proud of them. Be present. Applaud them. Your time is coming. You're taking the steps already to, to do what you need to do by even listening to this episode. So... You want to make sure that you are congratulating people. You are present. You are there to witness it. You're there to witness the house. You're there to witness the car. You're there to witness all of these things because you know that your time is coming. It is very vital that in addition to us focusing on our debt on a physical standpoint, we have to focus on our debt emotionally as well. You don't. The last thing you want to do is be debt free and you owe yourself all these experiences that you can never, ever get back all the time that you can never, ever get back. So there is a way and you need to figure this out and kind of map it out on your own because everybody's debt and financial status is extremely unique. So again, utilize the resources, utilize Google. If you need a financial advisor or articles, read up on a lot of things, go on YouTube. There's tons of resources for you that you can tackle your debt. What I wanted to do and the purpose of this episode was to start the engine for you. Auto, you know, you like the auto start right? Push to start because that's that's what we do, right? <laughs> so push to start and um, kind of get the engine kind of like forming, but you have to drive the car, boo. I can't drive this car for you. So I wanted to start the conversation. I need you to then let it marinate and finish it. Even if you do have a great relationship with money. Okay. So now are you thinking about investing? Like what are you going to do with it? And also another great thing that we need to do with money, even during our worst times, get this, give back. Yes. <laughs> Give. Give. Volunteer your time. Donate to charities. You need to give back. Give yourself. Even if you cannot give financially, give yourself. When you heal yourself, you can heal others. And because I've done certain things in this episode that really helped me financially, I wanted to bring this out into the world because I don't know who I can touch with this particular episode. So you want to make sure that when you are focusing on your debt and you're thinking about everything as a whole and you're like, wow, how am I going to do this? Remember that there is a way. Be strategic, be organized, write everything down, set reminders and understand that being debt free is not just in the physical form. You do not want to owe yourself. I think actually, you know what? I think being in debt emotionally may be worse than physical because at least with the physical, you kind of know tactics of what to do. The emotional debt is worse. So this is why with this particular episode, I talked about not only the physical, but also the emotional form as well. And there's a huge responsibility in being debt-free in all areas. 
And we cannot forget about life. And we cannot forget about creating memories. Because again, time is something that you just can never get back. Utilize it wisely. So I've read a few articles and watched a few videos about people and their debt-free journey and the fact that they have eliminated things 100%. They did not see family. They did not see friends. They would eat ramen. They would work four or five jobs. They would really sacrifice a lot for maybe two to five years in order to be debt-free. And let me tell you, I disagree with that 100%. This is also just my opinion. I think that's just, it's not smart because... Here's my thing, okay? Like I said previously, I believe in God. And I think that, and I know that God has promised us many things in the Bible. But one thing he does not promise us and one thing that no one knows is your expiration date. My question is, who told you that after the three years that you pay off that debt, that you would be alive to see anything? Who told you that? So for me, when I see things like that, and and here's what I'll say. I am not saying like when you're in debt, live your life, buy a Chanel bag, you know, spend $18,000 on a trip. I'm not saying that. But what I am going to say is it's about balance. I do not believe at all for one second that you should sacrifice your entire life for two to three years to be debt free. I do not. I think that you can compromise. I think that you can budget yourself. I think that you you can decide what to say no to and what not to. So for example, if your friends go out every single weekend for dinner, maybe you go out once per month, not every weekend. Um, Maybe instead of buying lunch every day, you can create your meal plan so that you can go to dinner with your friends or you can visit your family. Like I've heard stories about people like one of the girls said something like how her mother lives in a very far location. So she didn't want to pay toll. So she would just FaceTime her mom and she would eat ramen. So sis, you also have hypertension to be off a fucking debt. <laughs> like, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. And if this is what you choose to do more power to you, I'm not judging. I just feel like who promised you that you were going to see your money in two, three years, who promised you that you're going to even make it for tomorrow. Life is so precious. And I think that people do not take that seriously until it hits you and it hits you hard. And you need to be able to still manage budget. I'm budgeting now. I'm also on my road to recovery. I have made um, really great strides, but I am not going to compromise not buying candles or not being around family, not being around friends, because I need that for my emotional growth, for my emotional state. I need to be around people and I need to have that engagement. The whole idea of just going cold turkey, eliminating everything, everything that you love. Yes, it's a sacrifice. We're going to do the sacrifice for two years, babe, me and you. Um, no, no, because again, who promised you that if you believe in the Bible or if you are familiar with my best friend, you know, God was my first guest on the show. He promised us many things in the Bible. He said the weapons will form. They're not going to prosper. He said that he would protect us and be there. He said a lot of things. The one thing we do not know 
is our expiration date. We have no idea when our last day and our last breath will be. We don't know. So with that being said, this is re- this is the reason why I am not for that whole way of living in order to eliminate your debt. I think that it is vital for you to plan properly. I think it is vital for you to have a budget. I think it's vital for you to know your debt. I think it's vital for you to, to eliminate your debt as much as you possibly can. But in the process, do not forget that you have a whole life. You have all these experiences that you need to create because if anything happens or as we get older and we're kind of limited to what we're doing, all we have is our memories to really keep us going, our memories. And you want to ensure that you're creating that. And yes, money plays a factor, but don't let that deter you 100%. So I really hope that you found value in this episode. And I really hope that you're able to kind of start the conversation with money or revisit it, or, you know, maybe something in this episode enlightened you, but remember to live your life. Remember that you want to make sure that you're not only debt-free physically, but you are also debt-free emotionally and figure out the resources that you need in order to help you get there. But the first thing that, that can help you is awareness. You need to be aware first. You need to be aware and understand where you stand, where you want to be, where you want to go. You know, money is a very tricky topic. Don't be afraid to ask for resources. If you have somebody in your life who's really, 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 really great with money or investing, let's say you want to learn about investing, you want to learn about the money markets, you want to learn about um, 401k, Roth RA, all these great things. Maybe you don't know, ask, research, seek. It is out there. People are out here and not you're not going to know everything. So this is where you have to depend on other people and say, listen, um, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. So remember to be responsible, but remember to live and remember that um, you need to create your memories. You need to make sure that your lifestyle is also being satisfied on all levels and Money comes and money goes. And wherever you are in your process with money, don't give up. Be patient. Take your time. Um, Depending on where you are with debt, it may seem a bit overwhelming. But again, you are doing a phenomenal job because you made it to the end of this episode and you're thinking about it now. So congratulations. You're on your way. (laughs) And live, my love. Live, 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 live. Life is so short. It's so fickle. It's so unexpected. I'm telling you, live your life and live it responsibly. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Bye. I feel like we're connecting, so let's make sure we're connected. You can find Save the Good Girl on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Did you know about the Save the Good Girl blog? Yes, there is a blog. Check out savethegoodgirl.com to subscribe to the fabulous VIP email list and be the first to know about new podcast episodes, new blog posts, and giveaways. In addition to listening to Save the Good Girl on many platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and many more, you can also subscribe to the Save the Good Girl YouTube channel if YouTube is more of your thing. There are so many options to stay connected and be a part of the Save the Good Girl community. For all updates, or if you just want to contact me to say hello, ask me a question, or send me a comment, check out the contact section on savethegoodgirl.com.